0: in the Irish spirit. Welcome, this is the Fright Club Podcast. I'm Hope Madden. And I am George Wolf, and we are live from the Gateway Film Center in Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) Doing it absolutely live and getting our Irish up as we count down our... Top five Irish horror movies, but uh, first up, a little bit about last week.
1: Right. So we did Wes Craven last week. We did uh, a countdown of the best Wes Craven films and got a uh, really good response. To yeah, it actually, oh, I was a ton of surprised. a
0: ton of response, and yeah. I, I love that because uh, we got a couple of recommendations for movies that we didn't put on the list. Right. Well, the
1: ever forgiving Neil McRobert. Um, I'm
0: sorry. What's that name? <laughs>
1: Neil McGregor, Doctor <laughs> Neil McRobert. He uh, and I knew he would. he wanted people under the stairs on there. I knew he would. And I, you know, it's not saying I don't like that movie, but I, I couldn't find room in that top five for it. That was
0: not the one. One of the ones you had on your clunker, your stickers for no. Wes Craven. Uh-huh.
1: It's got some memorable moments about it. It's, it's got a very um, Twin Peaks kind of feel about yeah. it. So
0: then I think a couple of people had uh, issues with Scream Two. Is that yeah, right? Yeah,
1: Andrew Sedlick, and I think this is the first time he's commented. So welcome, thanks for commenting. Yeah. And yeah, he um, he didn't think. Uh, he, he didn't think that that was a great movie, Scream 2, and he would prefer to see Deadly Friend or People Under the Stairs.
0: Okay, so a little love for the people under the stairs. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for all that uh, great response for our West Craven countdown. And we'll do more. We like to take those little detours and uh, go away from just the top five movies and do something else like a favorite director. So we'll do more of that. But this one, since we're into March now, this seemed pretty, pretty obvious, pretty apropos to uh, get into the Irish heritage and count down our favorite uh, Irish top five Irish horror movies. And you know what? We're going to break the norm here and act like we know what we're talking about with beer, although we don't.
1: I'm not going to pretend even <laughs> I've, that. I've I hit don't. up
0: the crowd, though. I've hit up the crowd, and they know their beers, these people, uh, for, some good, uh, for some good examples of good Irish beer. So we'll try to pair these movies with a, <laughs> with a malt beverage as we count them down and get our thoughts. So, so let's get into it, and that is the number five movie. A lot of these are very recent, which uh, I guess we'll talk about maybe why that is. You have some ideas about why that might be. But uh, just from last year, uh, 2015, this one is The Hollow
1: he's in the forest again is he he's trespassing it's dangerous for him they believe that the forest that you're trampling on belongs to the hollow the hollow fairies banshees baby stealers so you're a believer mr hedges this is in london things here go bumping at night
0: something
1: if you trespass upon them they'll trespass upon you Come
0: here! Creepy. It is yeah. creepy. And we're going to pair this with a good old-fashioned black and tan. All right, just to start out with. Huh? Okay, how we do that? So it's actually ha-
1: kind of appropriate because yeah? one of the things that's great about this movie is just this inky, woody atmosphere that they create. That just sort of seeps into everything in this old house where this couple is living. So,
0: so what's the lowdown? What's the give us the synopsis um,
1: real quick? Uh, a couple move. Uh, they they work for the government that is going to sell off tracts of ancient Irish forest, and um, and he's he's in there just marking it up and and taking some samples and things, and uh, the townsfolk are not happy about it, but it's more because. Because God knows, once you finish this movie, you're like, why are there locals? Why in the hell do people live here? But there's uh, something in the woods that is not going to take kindly to it. In their, in their in their grumpy Irish way, they're really just trying to warn the handsome young family. It's all they're really trying to do. Just
0: helping people.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
0: Just, this was and, ri- the original title was The Woods, right? Yes. And the it- for well, various think, reasons.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they say they never say the woods in the movie. They always say the hallow. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe originally when it was released in the United States, they were going to call it the woods. But there were like 95 horror movies called the woods. <laughs> yeah. So they went back to the hallow. What I love about this, too, is that um, it's really kind of a creature feature. And the, the fairy folk, right? The fairies, the banshees, the baby stealers. No foreboding there. They kind of look like... Um, like if Groot like was possessed by Satan, that's kind of the look that they, which I was totally all about. Yeah, I'm sold. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's awesome. But you know, kind of like there were a couple of uh, Irish cartoon animated films came out in the last couple of years, like Song of the Sea, which are like so beautiful and and culturally uh, like sort of awe inspiring because they really get very deep into Celtic fairy tales, which are not that commonly told here. Most of ours start they they're German Brothers Grimm collected German fairy tales. So um, they're told in a way that seems really familiar to the people who are in the film, but they're utterly foreign, literally foreign to to us, to me. Um, And it just made them that much creepier. But he doesn't just do a great job with, with the creatures, and he does a great job with them. There is the worst, the most startling scene is actually you never see anything. It just takes place with him and the baby in this hatchback car, and it's just terrifying. So, um, now, the
0: director is Corin Hardy. Yes. Uh, I guess he's got a lot, he seems to have a lot of different influences for this movie. He talks about not Evil only... Evil Dead, all over the day. Well, not, not only Evil Dead, yeah, that's one, Irish, just basic Irish folktales, as well as Ray Harryhausen films Yeah, well, uh, yeah. in there, and also, uh, yeah, The Evil Dead, Alien, and The Thing.
1: Oh, I think The Shining, too. I think you can see a lot of The Shining in this. But
0: then, when, when, when describing the movie, he described it as a uh, straw dogs meets Pan's Labyrinth. So that's a bit of a bit of a weird combination.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure he can live up to that. To be honest with you, those are those are really really yeah. good movies. Those are big, but also but, it was
0: you can tell just from the trailer it has a very cool atmosphere about yeah, it. Yeah, very much. And yeah, the, the whole thing was shot on location in Ireland uh, just to keep it to keep it real. And the thing too
1: is that you know as soon as you sort of abandon yourself to the idea that this is the creature feature that it has become, it takes a really emotional turn that you're just going to like go, oh, oh no. It's, uh, it's, it's really, you know, I mean, it's just a much more well put together film than you might think at first blush.
0: Yeah, so you'd file this one under creature feature. Sure. And uh, I guess he's doing, Hardy is doing the, the reboot of The Crow. Uh, because okay. which he got from a rough cut of this movie. He's, he let the studio that's doing the Crow reboot see a rough cut of this movie and they were impressed, so he yeah. got the reboot. I could the, see that very supernatural, yeah. atmospheric. Yeah, so we'll look forward to that. So that is The Hollow from 2015. Number five on our Irish horror film countdown Moving it up to uh, the first of a few films On this list from 2012 That was a good year, 2012, for Irish horror This one is Citadel What happened to Joanne? That was a tragic, isolated incident This isn't the same I mean,
1: why would kids be looking to kill a baby? This is where the scum are coming from so saw their faces. Where are they? You want to know why they're after you? Because you fear them. They can see fear, sense it, smell it. And it's your fear
0: they're attracted to. I don't care if we're scared. We're going to make it through this. Citadel at number four. We're going to pair this with a Murphy's Irish red. Okay, he said, sounding like he knows about beer.
1: So the Irish are really apprehensive about somebody stealing their baby. This is what I've gotten from these back-to-back trailers. This movie is uh, Dingo
0: ate my baby. No, that's totally the wrong. Okay, sorry.
1: Very The Brood, right? Cronenberg's The Brood. So uh, the anxiety is because of these hooded feral monster children who are coming after the the lead and his sweet, innocent baby. And um, that's a great place to start for me if you're just going to rip off Cronenberg. All right, all right, I'll sit through this. But it's, um, it's fascinating because it's really an, uh, like an allegory about the sort of cycle of poverty in Ireland and particularly in Dublin slums. And so it's, it's all out on useless social services and the Catholic Church. What? An Irish <laughs> horror film? displaying The Catholic Church? Shut up! Um, but it really is put together really well, uh, kind of like uh, in the Hallow. Uh, I mean, it's a very different atmosphere, but it's just this inescapable, claustrophobic, creepy, horrible atmosphere. It's, he lives in the slum right after the very last bus stop. Like, it's the last stop, and then they just have to wander into these hideous buildings, some of them just abandoned, you think. Um, you got this creepy priest. Is he going to help you? Is he not going to help you? I mean, he's going to help you. He's but not. he He's not a good dude. It's... Uh, um but the 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 lead character the dad this agrophobic widower father is so sympathetic and he's so sweet and of course He's just, you know, he's he's very fragile, and uh, he's trying so hard to take care of this baby and keep the baby safe, and the baby is just this big, fat, happy baby, and you just feel like, you're just tired lugging that baby around, aren't you? You've got, no, what if, the, you can't run with that. You can't run with that baby. Um, but it's just, you know, it's very emotional and sweet, and at the same time, creepy in that sort of distanced uh, Cronenberg style. Uh, you know, It's uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Well,
0: a lot of it came out of uh, the director, Kieran Foy. Uh, some of his personal, his personal, uh, I wouldn't want to say baggage, but he suffered from agoraphobia uh, in his late teens and early 20s. And the entire uh, impetus for the movie came from, I guess he was attacked by a gang of kids when he was 18. Wow. Attacked, attacked and beaten up. So, I'm l- sorry,
1: I don't mean to laugh at that. I just was not aware <laughs> of it and thought, yeah, that was pretty scarring, obviously. Yeah, well,
0: they takes that scarring you know, yeah. incident and, and got the movie out of it. So And then you can kind of tell from the trailer there that he shot the whole thing on a handheld camera, which you get that, there's kind of different points of view that way. Right. It, you know, but it doesn't have that sort of um, needless,
1: shaky cam, sort of nauseating feeling about it. It really doesn't. It, it, it feels like it,
0: it, it suits the film really well. Now, what do you think? I know there's at least some people who look at this movie and think of it as maybe an extended metaphor for drug addiction, heroin addiction. Do you see that at all in, in the I really movie?
1: thought it was a, it was a pretty, pretty pointed allegory about um, fatherlessness and the need to just find a pair and be a dad. and And what happens to a society without fathers?
0: So, no really drug drug themes I mean they all it.
1: look like heroin addicts everybody yeah. in the movie does but no I thought that the, the metaphor was different
0: alright Citadel from 2012 that's number 4 on our list and staying in 2012 good year for the Irish uh, this one is at number 3 on our list Byzantium
1: if you lived with a secret what would you do there is a code that we survived by it. keep it Helen written a story in her story she says that she lives with vampires
0: my mother lives on human blood and has done for two centuries do we steal time we buy it with blood we've been here before you've told your little boyfriend all about us haven't you no where is she those prepared to die will find eternal life. And we're going to pair this one with a tall, frosty, porterhouse oyster stout.
1: All right. The
0: secret ingredient is oysters. <laughs> I and mean, that's Byzantium, directed by Neil Jordan, yep. a director that we uh, that we both like, and also starring Sir Ronan, who is just awesome. fantastic yeah, in she everything. Is. She a is. good old-fashioned gothic vampire tale.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So Neil Jordan returns to vampires because he did an interview with a vampire. I, this is better. It's FYI. <laughs> There's no, like, big fright wigs going on in this one, and no Tom Cruise. Um, and uh, Shorcha Ronan and Gemma Arterton play a mother-daughter vampire, and they are on the run from the Brotherhood, which is the old-school vampires that don't let women in the club. And um, so they just sort of travel from sort of ghost-towny to ghost-towny, and they end up in this... Um, abandoned carnival town, which is always a really creepy place to put a horror film. And uh, she, Gemma Arterton's character uh, was a prostitute back in the you know Middle Ages, and um, her daughter. She had put her daughter in a convent, so they've grown up very differently. And so now on the run, Gemma's character is very like merciless and streetwise, and and she knows how to just get things accomplished. Whereas uh, Saoirse Ronan's character is you know. Very introspective and, and Naive. yeah, and, and kinder, and she falls in love. Caleb Landry Jones. Somebody just watched, somebody just watched "Antiviral." Who was it? Brandon? You? John. John? Just watched "Antiviral." So he's the star of "Antiviral," which is which is Brandon Cronenberg's film. Yeah. Um, he's also an X man. He's uh, the one that goes. Ah, I, well, I, <laughs> I don't know that one's name. I don't know that one's name. His superpower
0: is yelling. Right, right.
1: It's just I don't know his name, but. Um, banshee thank you thank you <laughs> and uh, and he's just he he. Well, he plays a guy with leukemia, and so and and uh, Shawna and what she does is she kills people who are already dying, and um, so they fall in love, and the whole thing. The Brotherhood is coming. Sam Riley is in the Brotherhood. For those of you who may have seen him kill some zombies and Pride and prejudice and zombies, he's back here trying to kill vampires. Um, but what it mostly is, again, it's a very atmospheric film. It's really beautifully shot. I mean, it's it's, it's really really well, most beautifully of Neil shot. Jordan stuff is yeah. very
0: atmospheric. Yeah, yeah I was and there's say. a
1: it's a really great back and forth from like the you know the olden days. Where when they're when they're telling the original story back to the modern time where they're in this carnival setting which is which is very sort of decrepit and creepy and she makes it all very seedy because she turns the place they're living into a brothel it's it's just it's just layers and layers and layers well, of stuff, and but it's, it's all based, pulled off very well. It's
0: based on a play. Right. Which you can see... And maybe then the, and the, the playwright
1: did the screenplay.
0: Okay. Well, that you can see then the back and forth, how that... A lot of times you watch a movie and think, boy, I can really see how this would work as a play. Yeah. Uh, and then you take a, a, a very you know visionary director like that to give it the look. But um, it's funny, too, with... Uh, Gemma is playing her mother. She's only eight years older than Saoirse Ronan. Well,
1: vampires can do that, right? They because she it, was see? turned into a vampire, and then, you know... The, All bets the, are off. She
0: didn't age while the baby aged. Yeah. but uh, And also, there's a piece uh, in the movie where uh, Saoirse Ronan plays a, a Beethoven piece yeah. on the piano. She actually did that. All right. She studied for weeks and weeks, because that's just what she would do. Yes, it is. Because, um, yeah, she's excellent and has been pretty much in everything she's been in. Yeah. But... Uh, so it's just a, I guess, a, would you say a different take on vampires? It is, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not so tremendously different
1: that you wouldn't call it a vampire movie. That's definitely what it is. I mean, the two of them drink blood, but um, but it's, um, you know, it's I don't borderline feminist. I'm not going to go all the way to feminist, but it, it's it's you know, it's one of those rare occasions where it's not. Specifically, girl-on-girl action is the reason for a female vampire, and I'm always, I'm always happy when that's not necessarily the only reason for it.
0: <laughs> you heard these guys go, Aww, I was going to watch it, too. <laughs> and that is uh, number three from 2012, Byzantium, on our list of top five Irish horror movies, and we're going to stay right there in um, 2012 for the next movie, Irish Killer Clowns. This one's called Stitches. You're going to love this one.
1: It was awful, we died.
0: Not every party ends with a dead clown.
1: When Stitches the Clown <laughs> comes back from the dead, the joke is on them. Everybody happy?
0: Itches. I love that tagline. Everybody happy? It's great. That is great. <laughs> Stitches, killer Irish clown who's bent on revenge. And what are we going to drink for this? Let's do a um, Smittix. All right. Okay. We've had that, haven't we? Yeah. We might have had it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I just love, love the premise. He's uh, gotten... Accidentally killed, right, at a party by yep. some teens? Yeah. And now he's back, and Well, uh, no, he, it's on. He,
1: he got killed at somebody's seventh birthday party. Okay. And then uh, when the kid the, uh, turns 17, his mom is out of town, and his friends just invite everybody in the world to his house for a birthday party. So it's basically the premise of every slasher in the history of slashers. And and they just play this up because what's hilarious is that what comes back from the dead to seek revenge is a clown. <laughs> and, um, and it's such nasty humor. <laughs> but it's all very in keeping with the clown theme. Like, the stuff that he does and the way he moves and the way he kills people and the, the jokes that he gets off, it's it's really, really funny. I mean, it's gallows humor all the way. Um, and uh, Well, just
0: the, the, the piece there where he's riding the tricycle is... Oh, yeah. is perfect.
1: But it's great from even the setup because as I showed you in the trailer, when he shows up, he's just like the clown that you'd have at your kid's party and be like, oh my god, who's this reprobate? Like, don't let him near my kids. He's hilarious. He's nasty and foul. So when he comes back, you know, I mean, it's just all, it just fits together so perfectly. And it really is uh, a buy the book uh uh you know slasher film with that premise you know they come back 10 years later except that every single thing that they do is hilarious and
0: is, super nasty is it one of those that has a bit of meta going on and, and, and knowing what is in horror movies like the slashers and kind of make, not really making fun, but doing a little send up of those at all. Well,
1: it's, I mean, it's definitely a comedy, but I don't, I mean, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, they, they employ, uh, you know, all of the cliches that you expect and then they, they, there's a twist on them, but there's not exactly like an internal commentary about it. I
0: mean, there's at least one little uh, throwback to uh, one of the slashers, the, the medication that Tommy takes to relieve anxiety is Hypnosil, and that's the same one uh, used to suppress dreams in Nightmare on Elm Street. Ho, so ho, ho. they have a little bit of a tie back to those to those slashers. But there's something about clowns. I mean, clowns...
1: Of course there is! Scare what people, a silly thing to scare say! scare people
0: anyway. <laughs> but to use them not only for outright <laughs> horror effects, something like It. Right. You know? Uh, but no,
1: to combine it, to make yeah, it both yeah. scary and and funny at the same time. Yeah, yeah it works out really and well. And then what
0: was the one, the other one with the clown, the foreign film from just a few years ago? Uh, the
1: Last the last
0: Circus Yeah, The Last Circus yeah. It's always with the clowns I love that It always movie. works And that is
1: We'll do a clown countdown one day
0: We should do a clown countdown Yeah, we countdown. totally will That's good see, It wouldn't
1: normally work Because it's actually a TV and But we're going to have to have it work Because
0: Pennywise is the best of them all Pennywise is awesome I'm going to have to break my own rules Yeah, and we know who's playing Pennywise In the new one It's the, that kid from The, the Revenant The Revenant, yeah Yeah, Will uh, Poulter, I yeah. think So we'll see how that He's good yeah, he's I don't know, not Tim, be Curry. Tim Curry, no, but no I mean, way, he's, he's good. Mark my words. All right, so number uno. On our list of what could it be? What could it be? The you one- know what I
1: want to point something out though because okay. honestly every single movie in this countdown is between 2012 and 2015.
0: Yeah, what's the deal there?
1: I don't know. It's a very weird thing. Up until uh, 2012, and I think it's because the Irish Film Board started backing more um, exploitation films than in the past they had just in sort of art house films. But it's not like it's not like Ireland doesn't have a history with horror. Bram Stoker is from Ireland, right? Uh, Sheridan Le who did Camilla, she's, he's also from Ireland. Do they have a and they have, you know, ghost stories galore. And if, you know... Oh, my God, their songs alone are all about death. Every Irish and song... <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> so, anyway, I found it kind of fascinating when I was looking into this how very few... There are really, really very few uh, before 2012 Irish films. Unless you want to go back to the 70s. And those are really like you know, stately manner ghost stories where the ghost is probably just a metaphor and there's nothing really going on. So Well
0: you know, usually we say when there's a a movement like this at a certain time it's it Says something about society, something about the socio political. I
1: honestly think it's just the the Irish Film Board start well, started boring. finding more. I, well,
0: <laughs> there's a ghost. There's a plague of ghosts in Ireland, George. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 2012 Deadly was clowns. a good year, and this is the movie that we're going to see here in just a few minutes uh, for Fright Club Live, and it's called Grabbers.
1: It's always the quiet places where the mad shit happens. They're pilot whales they died at sea. <laughs> Can't be self for sea monster. This is something totally different, something, something alien. You're all behaving. If we taint our blood with booze, we're poisonous, sweet.
0: <clears throat> we stay out of the rain, and we drink.
1: Tequila. at the door. Got all under the control. There's none. An
0: You were drunk. Grabbers is our number one movie. If we're going to go away from the beer. We're just going to do a shot of JMO <laughs> for this one. No, we are not. And get in the mood for. Well, the first thing you 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 think of, and even watching the trailer, is it looks like the alien face hugger.
1: A little bit, yeah. but uh, it's more of like a squid monster kind of a thing going on there. And um,
0: oh, he said sea monster, didn't? Yeah, he? But yeah, that's what they
1: think. It's an alien that they just came from the sea because they're on an island. And. Um, it, it it's really, and, and I know it's another creature feature, but and it's it, for the budget that they had, what they do with the effects of these monsters is amazing. They're so cool looking, and they're so well. Usually, you know, uh, they don't really show you. They just, like, s- sort of skirt it so you can't see what the, what it is that they've developed. But they, they, they show you, and there are several different kinds, and they look awesome.
0: Yeah, I think anywhere you, you look and doing any sort of uh, uh, research on this movie, you see it's really well thought of as far as the effects go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it looks awesome, and it's it's you know, and it's just a really fun premise, and it's an incredibly Irish premise. It's basically <laughs> there's something happening. Let's get drunk. <laughs> it's the answer to all our, our, our all right. our prayers. Well, I don't say that in any sort of a racist way. All of my grandparents immigrated from Ireland. I know nothing but Irish people. Like you can't tell from my pallor. She's either been dead a week or she's Irish.
0: So um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just,
1: I'm just talking about my own family when I say well. That.
0: And actually, you talk about the premise. He got the idea. The writer, uh, Kevin LaHane mm-hmm. LaHany. He was backpacking across the world, and he, he just kept getting ravaged by mosquitoes. And the thought came to him that he, he wondered if mosquitoes got hung over from drunk people's blood. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's backpacking, and the wheels are turning, and there you go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, making lemonade out of lemons. That's and right. From the, inspiration uh, from blood loss. Yeah, from the mosquito attack. Uh, and it, it came out to me. And so there's some, you wouldn't call this a... Well, would you call it a horror comedy, horror slash comedy?
1: Yeah, it's a horror comedy. It's definitely yeah. a comedy, but a lot of people die, and it gets pretty gross. So yeah, yeah well, you can yeah. tell
0: it, it seems like a little bit of a, a vibe uh, similar to Housebound, maybe.
1: Yeah, I, and I would say also Slither. Oh, nice. So, yeah, some of my all-time favorite horror comedies right
0: yeah. there. Well, a couple of things uh, without spoiling anything to watch. At, uh, near the beginning of the movie, the good old Wilhelm scream yes. is included at the beginning. Um, where look, look for the skipper to give you a Wilhelm scream. And also there's a sign, a, a welcome sign uh, for Aaron Island at the beginning that sure. is patterned right after Welcome to Amity out of Jaws. Nice. So look for those at the good very, eye. Very, good eye, George. Very, very beginning of the movie. George um,
1: loves him some Jaws trivia. He, loves some
0: seriously. Jaws, Jaws is it. That was just on again the other night. He yep. got a, It's one of those where you're flipping channels and you're just stopping if you come on Jaws. Um, but uh, all right, any more setup before we get to this? We don't no, want to spoil anything so. for grabbers. We want to uh, remind
1: everybody to come back next month, April 13th. We are going to show, oh my God, we're going to show Tale of Two Sisters. Seriously, you've got to see this movie on the big screen. It is yeah. just. Fucking amazing.
0: <laughs> nice. So that is going to be April 13th. You yes. say that's the next edition of yep. Frank Club Live. Uh, and as always, you can check out this podcast. should be done. I'm headed to edit it right after this, and it should be up uh, usually by Monday. Yeah. Right? Yep. We'll turn it in over the weekend. Golden Spiral Media, but we post it on everything, so you can, yeah, look you can for find it, it at um, all the regular Mad places. Madwolf.com is the website. Uh, Facebook.com slash MadwolfColumbus. Madwolf on Twitter. Yeah, if you have any uh, thoughts about this countdown, what we miss. Uh, any thoughts on what happened in 2012 that made it such a great year? Let us know. Yeah, we're at Mad Wolf on Twitter. So, um, and do we know what we're counting down next week?
1: Um, it's either going to be coming of age horror or it's going to be great rock oh. stars in horror movies.
0: Yeah. So if you
1: have a preference,
0: you like rock stars in horror movies. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Got a thumbs up from yeah. over there. Okay, Riders. so maybe, maybe we'll right. do that. All right, got to do so There's some good ones. Yeah, there's some good ones. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we're getting ready to watch Grabbers here in just a couple of minutes. Hit us up uh, on Twitter and keep the conversation going. Again, thank you so much for coming. Mark it down. Next Fright Club live, April thirteenth. A Tale of Two Sisters. And uh, until then, I'm Hope Madden. I'm George Wolf, and this is the Fright Club Podcast.
1: are